Welcome to Top Gun Minute. It's your daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate 1986 classic Top Gun, one minute at a time. I'm your pilot, Brian Boucher, call side kaboom. I'm your Rio, uh, Roger Cooter Wistar. How's it going, Roger? It's going great, Brian. I'm so excited to be starting this. When, when you put that post out in the Facebook group, I was just Tickle pink. And I, I can't believe I'm doing two of these at the same time. That's a little nuts. We're still finishing up Roadhouse Minute, but I feel like this is this is a, another 80s movie. I can't believe that this movie hasn't been done yet. Me neither. And that's why I picked it because Top Gun is, yeah, I say top five, top 10 80s movies. This one wasn't on the list. And I was like, why is this not on the list? So here's an interesting trivia fact for me with Top Gun. Since this is our first episode, presumably we might be talking a little bit about how we came to this movie. Top Gun is the very first DVD that I bought uh, when I got a DVD player and a new TV. It was sort of like that was right about when I was graduating from college and getting an apartment on my own and trying to set myself up like a grown up. And when I went to the store, like this was the movie that they would put on in the like Best Buy or Circuit City, wherever it was, to like show you how awesome the sounds the sound system because the beginning of this movie is awesome. And I'm so excited. I, I think that this week's minutes may be five of my favorite uh, minutes of the movie, just in terms of the way that this has got to be one of the best movie intros of all time. Oh, you better believe it. Well, of course, this movie, when it came out, in 1986, when they went to home video, at the time, all videos were meant for renting. You couldn't buy a movie cassette for a personal home use. Well, you could, but they cost like $85. Yeah. Well, this one was out for $20. They put a nice little Diet Pepsi commercial in front of the movie, which helped bring down the price. Is that a fact? Is that why it was that, so cheap? I approve of that. that. Is a- Diet, Diet Pepsi is my soda of choice. So well, yeah. I would have both enjoyed a tasty beverage and gotten to watch a cheaper movie. I remember going to the movie theater with my father to see this in 1986. I was nine years old. I just turned nine a uh, month before. Oh, I have another story. I also <laughs> saw this movie with my dad, mm-hmm. but I'm going to hold my story about seeing this movie in the theater because it's uh, it, it's going to come up later in the movie, uh, mm-hmm. and it's going to make for an incredibly amusing but also really awkward story. At this, oh. but uh, do you want to introduce this minute? So, minute one, Top Gun. It starts out with a black screen, which fades into the Paramount logo, and then it ends with a nice title card of Top Gun. And how many movies like it's like they designed this movie for us, knowing that we were going to do this one day because like. How many movie? How many movies? Like right after one minute, just give you like boom the title of the movie. And I love the way that the title of the movie just comes like right in there with that huge crescendo in right. this Top Gun anthem, which I'm sure we're going to talk about at least for this minute, maybe the next couple of Top Gun. If you didn't know, is the name of the fighter pilot school for the Navy, and it's all one word. Yeah, and it's all caps too. All, every yes. every place that I've seen a reference to Top Gun, it's all caps for reasons yeah. I don't understand. But I don't know. I'm sure you know this, Brian. But I found this out 
when I was just doing a little bit of show prep. I don't do as much show prep as I do here for Roadhouse as I do for Roadhouse Minute because right. I'm just your Rio this time. Mm-hmm. But you know, Top Gun is not at Miramar anymore. Right. It's actually in Nevada. Yep, at Fallon Naval Air Base. Because I guess um, I guess now they've combined it with something called the U.S. Navy Strike Fighter Tactical Instruction Program. Um, my research says that it, when you go to Top Gun now, you get to fly 25 sorties. I don't know how that, how many, how many, I forget if they, are they going to tell us in this movie how many, they are going to tell us in I, that uh, briefing scene, right? I don't okay, remember so, so at the moment, but we'll I save it for that. that. I but, feel like it's less, I feel like in the movie, it's way less than 25. I actually think it's more. You think it's more than, oh, well, all right. I, tell you I, what, I guess that's, well, a, that's a little gentleman's bet. We'll, we'll settle right? that bet in about a a week, I think, or no, yeah. more like a month and a half. Probably. Uh, let's see. So we start off with that Paramount logo. I didn't do a lot of research with the Paramount logo because it's been done, but I didn't know that it started in, on May 8th of 1912 as the famous Players Film Company and founded by Adolf Zucker, Jesse Lasky, Williams, Wadsworth, Hadkinson. Wait, so I got a question. It's not Zucker as in that Zucker, as no. in the Zucker brothers who right. make the airplane movies. That is correct. Because that would be great. Right. I don't know that much about Paramount either. Like the, the only thing I think about when I think about the Paramount logo is how they always use it in the Raiders of the Lost Ark movie or the Indiana Jones movie. Other than that, I don't have any strong feelings about Paramount. They make good movies. They're still around, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, I didn't know that the, the 22 stars that's around the mountain on the logo represents 22 original actors and directors that were signed to, wow. the, to the film studio. That's, um, that's a pretty intense piece of trivia. Are any of them like super famous? Uh, no. No. All right. Not, well, not, not that I know of. You got to start somewhere. Like um, when yeah. we were doing our movie, our movie is United Artists, right. um, which is actually Charlie Chaplin's film company, which was yeah. pretty cool. Um, but, uh, you know, so... To be fair, maybe we should. Can we talk? Can we talk a little bit about Top Gun Anthem? Because you you hear the Top Gun Anthem before anything else happens. That is true. Well, just uh-huh. some of it. You don't. You just hear the the little bass line and the little bit of the piano. Oh, it gets you going though. A couple of notes. You are you are going. So I love the Top Gun Anthem. I do too. Um, I I love Harold Faltermeyer. I have a question for you. Yes. Which which do you like better? Uh, the Top Gun Anthem or Axel F, a.k.a. the theme of Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Those are sort of Harold Faltermeyer's probably two big claims to fame. That is correct. Um, I don't know. I, I, really, I like them both. They're both very, very cool songs. But I am prior military, and so that Top Gun Anthem is very kind of patriotic, and it does get you going. It makes you feel, get that patriotic feeling. I think he's a good choice to be because i mean it's not just the top gun anthem i think he does he does most of the scoring for this movie right that's correct um and i think his sort of synth electronica uh, kind of mode i think it fits well with a movie that's like so technology heavy right when we get all those little little tiny score cues they seem like they really fit well with the kind of movie we're trying to make right plus it was the mid 80s and synths were very popular that is fair that is fair well, the only other thing I know about Paramount, the top five film studios in the world, and it's the only one that is still actually in the Hollywood area. Where are all the other ones? Is that like well, when they talk I, about like Century City and places like that? That's where right. all the studios have gone? Right. 
I've never been to Hollywood. Uh, I have a sneaky feeling that it's sort of, uh, don't hate me folks. I think it's, I think people have a better image of it than it actually is. Like it maybe is like sort of a sneaky rundown place. (laughs) I could be wrong. I don't know. I've never been there. All right. So let's get on to our first credit. That would be a Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer production. And before we get to those two, I just want to slide in one other little tiny piece of trivia because I also really enjoy the font for these credits. And just in case you're wondering, because there's websites out there that tell you that, according to the interwebs, this is a font called Serpentine Sans Regular. Uh, And I'm only mentioning that because like all the font they use for all these credits we're going to get, I also think sort of gives it a nice kind of high tech milk. So Brian, I have a question for you. I mean, sadly, you know, Don Simpson's no longer with us. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer, for better or worse, still going strong. Right. What is your, I mean, apart from Top Gun, what is your favorite Jerry Bruckheimer? <sighs> there is quite a few that he has done. And if you say Transformers, uh, our relationship could be over. <laughs> it's not Transformers, but I really do like Armageddon. That's a really solid choice. That yeah. I think that's a pretty good Jerry Bruckheimer, quintessentially I mean, Jerry Bruckheimer yeah, choice. With that cast of that movie and just the production value of that movie is just off the rails. For sure. Sadly two out of the top three people that we're going to introduce in this minute no longer with us for and and died too young and died from you know kind of sad circumstances which i'm sure we're going to get to when we talk about tony scott yes so we'll get to our next credit which is a tony scott film and let me tell you tony scott he's got to be one of my favorite action movie directors um i you know died too young um what are so my question for you just like with jerry buckheimer Besides this one, what is what are your favorite uh, Tony Scott? This might be a little off the rails that you might not, or maybe not a popular opinion. But mine is the Last Boy Scout with Bruce you know Willis. What? I have heard a lot about that. It seems to be a darling of sort of movie review podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen that movie all the way through, but I have oh. heard that it's pretty great. It's kind of bananas crazy in some ways. Yeah. If I had to vote. I would probably vote, if if not this movie, um, then maybe my next favorite Tony Scott movie uh, is probably Crimson Tide. Okay. You know that movie? I have I seen hope, it. I hope you know that movie. I, I've seen it, and it, it's been many years since I've seen it. You know, we, so. so his last movie, uh, Mar- uh, My Wife Marcy, uh, who co-hosts with me on Roadhouse Minute, mm-hmm. um, we just watched Tony Scott's last movie, the movie he made right before he died. Um, and it's a movie, a 2010 movie called Unstoppable. That's oh, the runaway train the runaway movie train. with Denzel Washington yes. and Chris Pine. Have you seen that movie? Uh, oh, yes. That's a great movie. That movie is sneaky good. It 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 actually turns out to be a lot better than you think it would be when you just describe the plot to somebody. Right. And I think what distinguishes a Tony Scott movie is he's able to take an action movie and make it really engaging. He's able to take something that's pretty complicated and make it digestible like i don't know anything about flying a fighter plane or driving a uh locomotive um but by watching these movies i can understand where the tension is and he's really great at tension yes it's pretty awesome and so you know tony scott is the brother of ridley scott oh yeah so if you put these two guys in like a steel cage death match if 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 they were both still alive and you Mm -hmm. had to keep one of them who would you Ooh. 
that's a hard one. They both are great directors. I don't know. I have to go with Tony Scott. You know, I would too. I feel like yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts about movies because I like right. movies. Yeah. It seems to me like there's sort of a there's a there's a reappraising of Ridley Scott mm-hmm. in a negative direction, which kind of surprises. Yeah. Like people are saying, well, he kind of hit lightning in a bottle with you know his first two movies. He did Alien and Blade right. Runner, famously, and then after that. Uh, I mean, I think he's done great stuff after that, uh, but I would probably pick Tony. And of course, Death by Suicide. He, yeah. He jumped off a bridge, Vincent Thomas Bridge. 2012, I believe, is when he died, sadly. But weird trivia, Tom Cruise was with him two days before, <laughs> and they were talking about Top Gun 2. Oh, well. They were, they were scouting for locations. It only took them, it only took us 35 more years to get that movie, which I imagine yeah. we will talk about some point if it ever comes out. Yeah. It, and as of this recording, it's supposed to come out May 27th of 2022. Speaking of Tom Cruise. Hey, he's our next credit. I don't have much down in my notes here. And I know that you want to kind of save, talk about uh, the actors in this movie until we actually get to see them. Yeah. I just think it's amusing that the top two people that we get in this in this first minute are Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis because they just reportedly have the worst chemistry. <laughs> so I, I, I just find that amusingly ironic. Right. I do want to mention that some actors that were in the running for playing Maverick, this movie was written with Tom Cruise in mind. He didn't want to do it. And Jerry Bruckheimer kept trying and trying and trying to get him to come on. But he was with Ridley Scott filming Legend in England. Wow. Are you saying that this move, Top Gun, happened as a result of Legend? Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah. you've just told me the only really redeeming thing that Legend has brought to our lives. Uh, oh, I love Legend. Tom Cruise, Tim Curry is playing the devil. That was great. It's like a poor man's willow. Yeah, but I, I still like it. It's got so me this, and Mia Sarah. Ooh. So, so t- it's fair enough. Um, yeah. Top Gun, written for uh, Tom Cruise, presumably based on what? Risky Business? Yes. Risky Business. Really, I mean, this is, his, uh, this is his eighth credit. Right. That's a pretty meteoric rise to stardom. Like yeah. after this movie, he's, you know, Tom Cruise, capital T, capital C. Right. But yeah. before this, eh, not so yeah. much. Yeah. Risky Business, Legend, All the Right Moves. Yeah. Those are like, his top movies from before Top Gun and Ridley Scott talked to Tony Scott and said he'd be great for it but Tom didn't want to do it until Jerry Bruckheimer finally got him a ride with the Blue Angels and so Tom Cruise flew to the United States hopped in with the Blue Angels they did all their G's and their barrel rolls and all that all the good flying stunts for a couple hours and they landed he went straight to a payphone called up Jerry Bruckheimer and said I'll do it get me on this get me in this movie Thank God we didn't have 2020 Tom Cruise in 1985 because he would have then gotten out of that pay, pay, uh, phone booth and gone and tried to teach himself how to fly an F-14, which right. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be able to do. But yeah, Tom Cruise became mega star after this. So then Kelly McGillis. I don't have too much to say about her now. Maybe we should hold our Kelly McGillis until we get to the scene in the airplane hangar. That sounds a great idea. I don't have anything else. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. 
send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, this episode pattern is full.